are. Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! What is going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor of the great, great coronavirus social distance leading state, the great state of Minnesota, M-I-N-N-E-S-O-T-A. What's going on, my party people? You sick of being locked up? I know I am. I know I am. I know the first lady, Angie Wright, is definitely... Uh, very, very tired of being locked up, if you can imagine that. But we got another edition of Sports Done Right here on your, hopefully your favorite streaming platform, whether it's Spreaker, where the show kind of originates from. But we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, I mean, all of them. So just Google Sports Done Right. Make sure you're sharing the show with your friends and come on through man that's all i gotta say come on through we got a lot to get to tonight justin ekstrom should be joining us in about 10 minutes he is the co-host with me on the north star sports podcast he's gonna give us his thoughts on the vikings we're gonna talk a little bit about that maybe even delve into a little basketball talk with uh the michael jordan and the bulls and the documentary that's going on the last stand which I am thoroughly enjoying, and I know you are too, because there ain't nothing else happening. Um, Outside of that, like I said, we'll get into a few of the teams around the NFL. Got a fun little article here from CBS Sports. And I thought, you know, because the show, even though we talk obviously Minnesota sports mainly and all that stuff, but the show's got a big following all over the world. Um, down south with X Squad affiliates. Want to say what up to all my my fellow podcast family down there? Um, XSquadaffiliates.com. Make sure you're checking that website out for all the great shows that are part of the network there. But we got a fun article here. What's this cat's name again? I want to give him proper due. Pete Presco. Is that what that says? Yes, it does. He's a writer with CBS Sports, and what he did is he took each team, and and instead of giving the team an overall grade, he took each team's best picks, 
their worst pick and then just kind of summarized it. So we'll give you a couple previews here on what he had to say about oh, our Vikings, the Atlanta Falcons. I know we got a lot of folks down in, in the state of Georgia that listen. Uh, man, we're going to get into it all. We are going to get into it all. As far as Gopher Sports goes, kind of the same old, same old with Coach Rich Patino. He lost out on another one. And I don't know how this is going to go over in Gopherville, but he lost out on another one. Ke- or excuse me, Kerwin Walton, who is the four-star guard from Hopkins, Minnesota, Hopkins High School, has officially committed to the University of North Carolina. Now, people go, Gov, why do you give him a cheer? We, we wanted him here. He needs to be here. All that fun stuff. Listen, man, I keep telling people, <clears throat> excuse me, and again, Vince Wright, the sports governor here on Sports Done Right, your favorite Minnesota sports podcast. The problem, quite honestly, is go for program, man. It ain't all that. Even back when they were winning. I mean, this team's won, what, two or three tournament games in the past 20 years. Before that, our run to the Final Four was taken from us for the uh, academic cheating scandal. And just kind of, you know, some mediocre success here and there. You know, the the Final Eight run when I was in school there with uh, my main man, Willie Burton and, and crew. And then you got to go back to 82, I think, is the last uh, Big Ten outright championship back in those days that they had. And some success back <clears throat> ooh, excuse me, in the uh, late 70s as well. But, man, go for the, the program just isn't all that. It's not an, <laughs> hate to borrow from Coach P.J. Fleck here, it's not an elite program. And I think you're seeing that bear out in terms of the interest that they have the past couple opportunities with uh, coaching hires. Now, Dan Monson on paper looked to be okay when he was coming from Gonzaga. But, you know, that didn't work out. Obviously, the Patino thing, people are really, really sour. And then um, by Kerwin Walton heading off to North Carolina, that is just more fuel for the fire. And look, SportsGov doesn't know what's happening. I have no idea. I don't know. I've heard rumors that he hasn't, the coach Patino hasn't endeared himself to the AAU crowd. And that kind of pisses me off because I'm I'm not about the AAU model per se. But he is just, he's not getting the the in-state guys to stay. And also, here's the other thing that I like to tell people and remind them here. And again, sports done right. We're about five minutes away from Justin Ekstrom joining us is these kids want to get away from home, man. And I think more so now than ever. And I think, hey, look, you grow up here and you got to deal with a Minnesota winter your whole life and you got the opportunity to go to school, go to school for free and then to do it somewhere warm. Well, yeah, why not? Why not go to North Carolina? Down, just wherever. I I hear you, my constituents out there in the great state of Minnesota. I know, I know. Other states get their top guys to stay. We can't do it. Honestly, I think the weather does have a little bit to do with it. 
But these kids just want to straight up get away from home as well. So, you know, you have Suggs now. He's off to Gonzaga. Um, Walton's off to North Carolina. All these guys going to all these big schools, all the big Minnesota talent. But I will say this. Even though we're not getting in or getting a few of them to stay here, Daniel Turo stayed, but now he's going into the NBA draft. But hey, it is what it is. And I don't think you're going to get anything else. All right. Can you hear me, Justin? Yeah, I can. You got me good? I got you good. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Justin Ekstrom, co host of the North Star Sports Podcast co-host of knsi sports all the stuff up there in the st cloud area what's happening my man not a whole lot what's happening with you i haven't been listening in yet because i've been on my way home and had to pick up the food. <laughs> you know how you you know how it be <laughs> hey corona living homeboy corona living oh it's something isn't it yeah yeah it's great no i was just wrapping up though i was just real quickly i just got into uh the gophers uh kerwin walton uh, the four-star point guard out of hopkins high school committed to north carolina today so another kind of swing in the miss for richard patino over there in dinky town so uh, man he's how many more of those swings and misses does he get in his own state before he doesn't have a job here that, well, that's the whole thing, Justin. And also, like, here's the other thing I was saying, too, to catch you up. The head coaching job at the University of Minnesota is just not a quote-unquote elite job anymore. May never have been. We had some great coaches, some great names in there. Clem Haskins, one, one of my all-time favorites. But, you know, nowadays, you know, Patino was like the eighth pick, you know, to come in here and get that job. So I just... You get rid of them, but but hell, man, who who really wants to come in here? That's the issue. It was, uh, I think, the coronavirus actually saved them a pitiful end of what like should have been a lot better season, too. Don't you think? Oh, totally. Now they did get the the one win uh, before they canceled the tournament the next day. So, you know, whatever, right? I mean, big deal. But, hey, man, let's get into it because I know I only got you for a limited time here. So, Minnesota Vikings, NFL draft, kind of both takes there. So, I'll just start off. And, again, Justin Ekstrom joining the Sports Gov, Vince Wright. What are your takes coming away from the NFL draft for the Minnesota Vikings? 15 picks, man. Like, what is going on with – with Spielman, though, I swear to God, I think he is basically a stir-crazy cat the way it is. So could you imagine being a guy that is that aloof all the time and can't sit still, just ADHD? Then you put on, like, being quarantined at home and trying to figure all the digital quirks and nuances right, yeah. of the uh, distance type of thing. It's just, like... It's like he couldn't just stand out of his own way. He's like, I got to do this. I better go do this. I got to do this. But I, I have to say it, it was a phenomenal job just waiting for the picks to come to them and fielding the phone calls and mm-hmm. making sure the Saints didn't have any day three or four <laughs> day three picks. And I, I mean, the first round, you cannot say anything better about the first round. That is basically dream scenario B other than like a C.D. Lamb and Henderson, 
following falling to them. I mean, this is this is seriously like this is this is probably your second best like you possibly could have got at that spot. No, I agree with you, man. I mean, you know, Jefferson, obviously great wide receiver. Um yeah, I was just I was very impressed, you know, I know obviously the Vikings had needs everywhere. So that also helped cuz I mean, you can literally just start kind of picking positions, but you know, um, got the big offensive lineman out of Boise State, um, you know, who fell down to them, who was projected to go in the first round. So that was real. I think that was key, actually, to making this whole draft I think, for him. How much you think Alexander Madison had to play in that? Like, were they like, hey, this dude's a road hmm. grader, and they listened to him on that, and they're already chatting it up on uh, the Twitterverse and talking to each other that way. Yeah. It's just, it, yeah. it, it looks it's, like one of those things, man. Could be. I, I you know, I, we need this guy to work out though, because our offensive line is, you know, just kind of been in tatters here recently. So, you know, we need him to come through. I uh, I don't know what your picks were for our uh, North Star Sports podcast. But I picked Josh Jones getting, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. our second pick and they passed on him in the late part of the third round. So I mean they must see something in Ezra that, you know, Obviously, he's not better than Ezra in their mind. I, I, yeah, I guess so because I, well, I don't think so either. Ezra Cleveland is just a really, really solid offensive lineman. You know, for folks that don't know, this is guy played out of Boise State. Um, Just you know, big dude, uh, upper body strength. He very, very fast with the feet. So, you know, I think if, if if it plays out right here, man, we can have another, you know guy that's going to be on the old line for a, for a number of years here. It's a, those first three picks, you say what they did there, but then, you know, falling back and just like, you know, trading one Oh five away for like half of a draft class. I mean, Zim and Spielman, if they're even here next year, which seems weird that they'd trade for future picks. Right. Uh, Cause they're not even under contract for next year, but they trade for future picks. They they already have twelve picks next year, and that's just like that is ridiculous to me. And then coming away with all your so, like you said too, when you have a need everywhere, it is really really hard to miss when it comes to like choosing where you're going to go. Uh, unless you were, um, you know, uh, um, the Green Bay Packers and drafted a quarterback. Oh yeah, hold, hold that thought round. exactly, man. Because <laughs> uh, I'll, we'll talk about them in a, in a minute here. But um, what do you think about Gladney? You know, the cornerback out of TCU. You know, there wasn't much I knew about him because I basically had them slated for you know kind of going uh, wide receiver tag. I, I started looking into him when I was making my picks because if you remember correctly, I did pick him to be their 22nd yep. pick, you did. and I really like his aggressive nature. This dude is a winner when it comes to the line of scrimmage. You can put him on anybody, and he can he can really blast through just about anything that anyone's come towards. That'd be, it, you know, say what, he, what you want. He may not be the most battle-tested, but he's a Zim type of guy. He's going to work. He's going to work. He's going to work. And I don't know if it's the best situation for him to be like, okay, you got you got to start this year, right? But 
he he's not going to run away from it either. He reminds me a little bit of that uh, you, what we love so much in Mike Hughes, your boy. Like he yes, yep. he he talks the talk, and Mike Hughes, as we saw in limited action that we got to see from him, he walks the walk too, and Zim loves that. Is there going to be a couple times where there's going to be some extensive after the play type of, uh, you know, um, hubbub, so to speak, mm-hmm. where he's going to get flagged from time to time. Yeah. But I don't think Zim's going to get so mad, get too mad about it because he loves those guys that can grit their teeth. And no, he seems no. like you, you hear me say like lunch pail type of guys, right. work boots type of guys. He, he seems like he's going to be that type of guy. And then you watch the, you watch the film, you watch like the all 22 and, Looks like it looks like he was basically built for a Mike Zimmer defense. Yeah, well, let's hope so because the other part—I mean, speaking of Mike Zimmer defenses—this guy I'm very excited about. He's the defensive tackle out of Baylor, James Lynch. Uh, this dude, I'm, I'm actually looking at the highlight reel now. I, I watched it yesterday. The excitement, the strength. I mean, this dude, and and you know, he's he's out of Baylor, so he's he's big time college football. I'm very excited to see what this kid can do, and I think he might be the sleeper of the Vikings draft. What do you think about my main man, <laughs> James Lynch? He like okay. I don't know if it was you that tweeted it first or something right away, but I was like, okay, let's go look at this guy. Holy punch, man! Can he? He can. He's the kind of guy that they're going to need in the middle of that defense, or at least in a rotational aspect, mm-hmm. that he can come in there and give some of these big boys a little bit of a breather. And don't be surprised if he he might actually be the guy to come yeah. in in the middle of that defense, yeah. and he could possibly win that job. I I can't believe I didn't know much about this guy a week ago. I wish I would have known a little more about him, but you look at his arms and just like that, that first move punch. And you see some of these main offensive linemen, these interior offensive linemen completely thrown back almost immediately every time off of the ball. And, you know, seeing you gotta think Zim right away is like, Oh boy, just the point of attack. How many times have the Vikings been beat at that initial point of attack? You saw it against San Francisco where right. they just they just looked tired, where their offensive line was basically ready for any type of move that Griff and and a few of those other guys were trying to bring. And, you know, Linville Joseph goes away. Bring in guys like Lynch, young blood, man. You talk about Zim and Spielman. What they wanted to do was get younger, and it, it looks like, they did exactly that. I mean, they basically drafted an entire team this year and have a have another half of a team to be able to draft next year. But uh, man, it, you, you can you can give grades all you want, right? But all guys like you and I can look at are the individual efforts you see out of each of these guys that they drafted. They they look like their type of guys. There's a few stretches where you look at consensus boards and. You know, you got you got guys that probably shouldn't have even been drafted that they went and got. But I mean, you have these picks that why not? Why not just take these guys that yeah. you don't want to have to deal with on you know college free agency or whatever they call it now? It, it's basically undrafted free agency, but they call it 
call it something else now. It's like college college free agency or <laughs> right. what, whatever it is. Exactly. It's an undrafted free agent in my mind still. But it's just like they don't want – and you, you start hearing these guys that had offers if the Vikings didn't pick them up. So, obviously, it worked out. Hey, and that's the thing. And, by the way, James Lynch, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year now – we joke about Big 12 and defense here on this show a lot, but, hey, we'll take it. It's a nice title to have, so very excited for him. All right, man, so, again, Justin Ekstrom is joining us out of KNSI up in St. Cloud, also co-host of the North Star Sports Podcast with me and Matt Geffrey, thanking him for joining us tonight. Hey, let me ask you this. What do you think about the offensive side of the ball? Okay, we got Jefferson coming in at receiver. Diggs is gone. You, you know, we've we've had many a talk, me and you, Justin, about our quarterback here. What do you think about the Vikings on the offensive side of the ball? Say what you want about Kirk Cousins, but they believe in him, and they got him guys that fit to his game. Did, did they go and get like a straight burner? Not necessarily, no, but they got guys that can get open. They got guys that right. can win the point of attack. They got guys that can do something in that yak attack. They got, I mean, how many slot receivers is too many receivers? It, right now in today's uh, NFL, if you can have three guys that can basically work out of that slot, you have a never-ending route tree that you can run with any personnel that you have in there. To eleven or twelve personnel, they can they can do any type of thing that right. helps Kirk Cousins the most. And getting the ball out of his hands is important. So if you get mm-hmm. Jefferson the ball right away, he's going to make some things happen. You know, it, it's so weird following the team. I've been going down to camp the last three years now, and you see how Zimmer just doesn't really have these uh, rookies try to take over anything in the you know in training camp or anything like that well Jefferson mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see if he gives him a shot with the ones right away oh you got and to hold up you, you gotta give him yeah oh totally who else do you got who else you gonna rely on up here in Minnesota Chad Beebe you you can you can <laughs> battle me if you want but you don't have to I'm on your side it's just oh it's I know, him. I know. It, it, I, it is Zim. Like sh- his way of it should. is, is like you got to earn it. He should give him a, a start day one with the number ones. Cause I agree. I mean, because Thielen's your only number one. Then it's just everybody else at this point. That's why I was so bummed yeah, that Diggs was gone. Can uh, BC Johnson be that three guy they want, or is it going to be some of those, some of these guys that you're watching film on that they drafted that? You know, a few guys that... I was just going to say the number three, my friend, may be someone we're not even thinking about. Yeah. The the minute you try to peg what Zim is doing or what this offense is going to try to do, and we, you know, we haven't even seen this offensive regime. You know, obviously, Stefanski's gone. Exactly. So, you you can... Gary, you know, Kubiak, all those guys, what's it going to kind of look like is it just going to be run the ball the first two downs and then see how much yardage is left exactly. to throw to Kyle Rudolph? I, I mean, <laughs> we, hey, we I, I always say, know. yeah, and I always say good things happen when uh, Kyle Rudolph gets the ball, but 
we will see. So real quick, Justin's again, I know we only got Justin for limited time here. And by the way, want to say what up to Big Mike out there in the Prairie as usual. Sarah's giving us a call for, or listening from Hastings, Minnesota. Jersey Vern, the one and only Chief Rocker number one coming to us out of the ATL via New Jersey, New York. My main man, what up to you, Jersey? I'm going to have some Giants news for you here in just a quick second. And who else do we got? We have Shannon from West St. Paul. He's saying what's up to you, enjoying the conversation with Justin. And we have, who do we have here? We have Pat over in South Minneapolis tuning in as well, hitting us up on Twitter. Okay, Justin, I printed off this article here. Um, Pete Presco, he's a writer for CBS Sports, and he went through all the teams. And what he did is he took the best pick of each team, the worst pick of each team, And then he calls it the skinny, where he just kind of sums it up. So we'll start with the Vikings, and then I'll just get your thoughts on the Vikings, and then I'm going to go to Green Bay, okay? So Sounds good. Yeah, so, okay, Minnesota Vikings, overall he gives them an A. Best pick, second-round offensive tackle. Ezra Cleveland, as we were just talking about, um, was a player that I thought the Vikings would take in the first round. To get him in the second round is a big-time value. He will be a longtime starter. The worst pick for our Vikings, he says, is corner Jeff Gladney, who has the tools to be a good starter, but has some character concerns. According to some teams, that will be hard, or excuse me, that uh, he will have to overcome. And then the skinny on the Vikings is the Vikings had 15 picks in the draft and did a nice job of using most of them. Rick Spielman knows how to use the draft to get what he needs. First round receiver Justin Jefferson fills an immediate need, kind of what we were just talking about, and Gladney could be a starter if he stays focused. Keep an eye on the fourth round linebacker, Troy Dye, who can fly. So there's I, Minnesota. You you can't you can't disagree with any of what he says. Was well, I, don't uh, think so. I I'm real big on Gladney. I'm real high on Gladney, but there are the concerns. There's a reason why he was there at 31. Right. There, you know, there's few of the teams are looking at his uh, storied. You know, it's not necessarily off the field storied past, but his uh, his temper gets the best of him. And if you can kind of zim that down a little bit, maybe maybe they're going to be okay. Yeah. And then die. We never really talked about much with him, but. They right. got to make a position for him somewhere. They, they to be able to rotate, you know, somebody like him in the mix. Uh, it's going to be impressive to see what they do with him. It's going to be one of those things where you got to keep an eye on Die because he literally can fly. He is so fast. Right. And Jersey Vern said Jefferson is big for y'all. I totally agree with that. All right. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers here. Uh, We'll kind of swing through this division very quickly. They get a D uh, in this article. Again, uh, P. Presco, CBS Sports. Best pick, six-round guard John Runyon for them. He played tackle in college, but will move to the inside guard. Worst pick, if they're (laughs) – it was their first one, he says. Trading up to take quarterback Jordan Love. Why do that when Aaron Rodgers can still play at a high level and have and they have other needs? And that was, I think, obviously the shocking thing with Green Bay. Trading up, you know, just a few spots 
to get a guy that more than likely was going to be there anyway. It's a quarterback. I mean, you know, obviously the head coach might have some issues with the guy he has starting over there. So what do you think about what's going on in Cheeseland? It it all depends on what you believe right now. Today there's a few a few articles that came out that said it was more along the lines as a power move. Matt Matt Lafleur was uh, sick of you know this is this is all alleged of course I am not in their locker room nothing like that you just hear you hear that Matt Lafleur is mad uh, with Rogers thinking is you know what doesn't stink right and so it's basically <laughs> putting him on blast but. You know, I liked what Zim said right away. He's like, I think Aaron Rodgers should retire. <laughs> I think he should retire right away is what what he said. And I yeah. I, I had to chuckle. It, well, it was yeah. weird to me. It's I don't weird know, to me. Man. You hear all year long that Aaron Rodgers is the best. We hear this from the green and gold, the whatever you want to call them, the cheeseheads. They're saying Aaron Rodgers is the best. Aaron Rodgers is the best. Oh, yeah, he's so good that your team traded up in the first round to get a project quarterback. Is a project it, at best. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to, like, re- if you really want to wow someone, sit at your spot that you're at and take Jalen Hurts or something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just if you really wanted somebody, you could almost be like, oh, yeah, okay, well, they got him, so he didn't fall past the second round, something like that. But to trade up and then get the guy that I, I don't know, man. It's right. it, it, this is going to come back to bite us. We've we've seen this script before. You tease the Packers, all of a sudden they're in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. And I don't want to. I'm sick of eating crow. I just want my Vikings to do something for once with the people no, they I, have. I hear you. I hear you, man. Hey, real quick, uh, let's talk a little bit about the New York Giants for my main man, uh, Jersey Vern out there in the audience. Uh, the Giants got a grade of B. Obviously, we we don't know too much about Giants land, but Jersey, this is for you. Their best pick, he says, was their first one. Taking tackle Andrew Thomas fourth overall was the right move. He was the best tackle in the class. The worst pick for the New York Giants, it's not using a pick on some edge, or excuse me, it's not using a pick on some edge help early in the draft. That makes no sense for a team that has a need for it. Uh, His skinny, whoops, let's see here. The skinny was, they had to improve the offensive line, and they did landing Thomas and third round tackle Matt Pert will give them a pair of bookends down the road. Second round safety at Xavier McKinney is a playmaker who will help on defense. So Jersey, good luck to your sorry ass New York Giants. And hey, Justin, how about the Detroit Lions? What do you think about Detroit? I mean, just, you know, when you think Lions, you know, you've been following this division and the Vikings and everything. What do you think about Detroit as a franchise? As as a franchise, it's just one of those, they, they just can't get over the hump. Nope. You see them in the playoffs one time in 12, 15 years, and then they go away again. And if if they were sitting around at 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, you, you wouldn't get too mad about it. But every other year, it's like they're a three-win team. And right, exactly. I, I don't garbage. get it. Straight up garbage. They're I, I don't, so I don't bad. Yeah, they're, they're so bad that you almost don't, you don't feel bad rooting for them because you know they're not. It's it's so weird. Like on Thanksgiving Day, 
unless they're against the Vikings, it, you root for the Detroit Lions. But it's like it's kind of a joke lately. Yeah. I thought they had a decent draft. Maybe maybe not like top half or anything. I did want to uh, shout out Jersey Mike before I get off the phone call yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought his Giants had a much better than a B draft, by the way. Oh, I, really? I, I thought I, I thought you know getting those tackles, protecting the guy that they think you know their asset. They think Jones is the guy. I thought Isaiah right. Simmons was probably going to be. I thought Isaiah Simmons was probably the correct pick there, but. Getting Thomas, you can't you can't be mad at getting the best tackle in probably the last two years. No. So Jersey Mike, you hold your hold your head up high Jersey though, man. Burn, I, I hate burn. the Giants. I I, I hate the I uh, hate the Giants. I'm sorry, Jersey Vern. I don't know why Jersey Mike subs up here. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's hungry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, always, man. Always. That's the way it seems. I I, I want the Giants to be bad forever. And I don't know why that is, but I, I, I never liked them. The Detroit Lions, however, I don't. Man, are they ever gonna just no. find something and make it work? I I don't think this is the year. I don't think next year is the year. I don't either. I don't either. Um, six wins, five wins, maybe at best. Five, yeah, six. exactly, exactly. And then the Chicago Bears. Oh, yes, the Monsters of the Midway with a very average C um, here from Mr. Presco. I love second-round corner Jalen Johnson. He had a shoulder injury, but he will be ready for the season. He is a long corner who will push for a starting job as a rookie. And the worst, worst pick he has for the Bears is Cole Kemet who's a good player, but they have 100 tight ends on the roster, and they've addressed it some by getting Jimmy Graham as well. So with the Bears, it look, in Nick Foles, we trust. I mean, that's all that is down there. That's a Hail Mary to Nick Foles to see if he can save that team. Is he is he going to win the job? Is he going to win the starting job? Is he literally going to I think I think the safe face – Trubisky finds a way to start at some point Nick comes in maybe it sights them they win a couple games maybe a game they shouldn't win and quarterback controversy and somehow it all sputters out yet again and they're picking another quarterback in two years yeah it's that's scary man it's just so I've I've always said this too. I know it's in our division. I'm always kind of that Minnesota nice, but the NFL is much more fun to watch when the Bears are good. Think of think oh, of like some of your draft, favorite. Man. Think think of some of your favorite seasons watching football. The the Bears were good. It, it was yep. you know last year. Last year because was not not this past year, but the year before. That was fun, man. Fun watching them are... battle. An old historic franchise, been playing since the beginning, you know, back to the 1800s. Them, Green Bay, you know, all these teams, old historic fan base, uh, educated fan base. I mean, you know, we can say what we will, but Bears fans know football. And, you know, as someone who obviously has Chicago family ties, I, I hear a lot of it to this day. Um, but, yeah, you are absolutely right, man. It's kind of like... When the Bears are good, it's fun. I mean, you know, those winter games, Soldiers Field, you know, when, you know, a, a, a warm weather team has to come up there and play and the Bears are looking to do something and get into the playoffs. Yeah, it, can be, it is a lot of fun. Absolutely. I mean, we're only a year and a half removed from the double doink. 
I mean, they were they were literally <laughs> yes. a kick away from winning a first round game against the Eagles. Yep. And it That's just true. it it's just so it's so weird. It's tough to even talk about heartbreak on other you know for other teams because we've suffered enough. But we know it when we see it. We we can smell our own. You know, we exactly. we know when it hurts because we've been smelling it for so long. So Justin. I- Real quick, because again, I know you're going to have to leave us in a few. You I actually... have not received the look yet, okay, so good, we, good. we might be and, okay for a little right, bit. And, if, right, I, if I yes. get the look, then I'll, then I better roll. But hey, that's right. We, we got a little bit to talk about. That's something. right. What so we got? The look of the lovely Mrs. Ekstrom is what we're trying to avoid here, my my fellow people out there. Again, this is Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor. Thank you for listening. We are on most major streaming platforms, wherever you're listening to your podcast. I want to say what up to BS3, Big Ben, the Third coming to us out of Dallas, Texas. He's in the chat room. Uh, BS3 Radio, make sure you're following my main man, Ben. He's over there at xsquadaffiliates.com as well. All right, man. Oh, and who else do we have in here? We have Amy from Grantsburg, Wisconsin, tuning in as well. So what up to you? All right, y'all. Um, Justin, you've been checking out the last stand, Chicago Bulls. Now, uh, Justin. Absolutely. Not today, not the biggest basketball fan, but back in his back in back a few years, he was more into basketball. But you've been checking it out. Tell, just give me your thoughts, man. What do you like about it? Um, I, you know, obviously lived this like a lot of people. Uh, I think it's been phenomenal so far. So, so what are your thoughts? Oh, and real quick, what up to H Rap out there in our chat room as well? He just popped in. For for me, a couple main thoughts right away. How awesome was that? Just basically focusing on Dennis Rodman, the the last two episodes. <laughs> Can you ever go wrong with just, him? Oh my goodness! And apparently, he only gave them about three hours worth of content. Like they only <laughs> gave him. He he, you know, he's like, you got ten minutes. All of a sudden, he spoke for three hours when they wanted about ten hours out of him. You know, mm-hmm. it, you can never get enough of him, but. A couple takeaways for me is obviously I was like nine, nine, 10, 11, when, you know, 89, 90, 91, all that rolls around. But so think of this right now. I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. The Detroit Pistons, bad boy Pistons, right? Right. They beat the living tar out of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan decides to beef up, get all the muscle up, does what he has to do. Uh, gets stronger, wins three championships. They never even sniff it till he's gone again. And you got to see the prototypical NBA player because of them. Like, so, you know, lo and behold, the bad boy Pistons basically created the work ethic in LeBron James. And, oh, sure, right. Yeah. Um, like in, you know, rest in peace, Mamba. They basically, you know, by driving Jordan and the Bulls into the ground, they created this whole new way to look at NBA, look at the basketball players. Look, I'm so glad that they showed just Jordan beefing up those 10 to 15 pounds. I remember being a little kid saying, man, he's going to lose his shot. He's going to lose his shot. He put on too much muscle. Just Just think of being a kid thinking that now. 
I, well, that's yeah. funny that you, I'm sorry to finish your thought. I didn't mean to cut no, you off there. Okay, I mean, that's basically my thought. I was, you know, obviously you're the uh, basketball mind. I'm not, but all I can tell you is what I was thinking when I was younger and what I'm thinking now. It's just, it's, it, he completely changed the game and the way people go about their business. Like kids now, they're not just shooting in their driveway. They are working out. They're getting that physique right. that they need yeah. to get. No, it's a very solid point, and I think that that's part of what they've been trying to do with this documentary is to show today's kids or today's generation the work ethic of, of Michael Jordan and where that came from. And that obviously a huge part of that was getting his ass kicked by the Pistons. I mean, remember, the Pistons... Isaiah Thomas, who was a big part of obviously this past weekend's episode with the with the walk off and, and the transfer of power and everything, and I'll get to that in a second. But the Pistons, man, they took look, they beat Magic, they beat Jordan for six, seven years. And like Isaiah said on an interview um the day after the the Pistons and the Bulls, remember, they were in the same you know conference. You know, they're playing each other back then. They were playing each other six times during the regular season. Forget the playoffs. So imagine what that beatdown was like. So it's just just like the dominating nature of that Pistons defense. Just like the Bulls knew they needed to do something else. And I I cannot wait for the last six episodes. Oh, I know. Just, I want I want them now. But that's what Jordan did. You know, he's like, look, man, like he said in in the documentary, he wanted to administer some punishment. So time for him to bulk up. Time for Scotty to bulk up. You know, they they go out, they get Cartwright, and, and, you know, always had a good big man in the middle. May not have been a dominating center back in those days, but just someone who would just do enough to help him out. And the Bulls, you know, what they became during the 90s, obviously, besides just the rock stars, I mean, they were trendsetters, they set the standard, and it was all because of number 23, the work ethic. And as you saw also, just the way he was going after his teammates as well. I mean, that's what real leaders do. They get in your grill and and so you can find something that makes you better. So you can find something deep down. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, yeah, I get it now. And I'm going to work harder or do whatever to make myself a better teammate. So that's what I really liked about Jordan. You can say what you want. Personally, I've heard people who have been around him and, and say he's an ass and, and this and that. And uh, I, he even dogged my, my brother-in-law one day. Uh, oh, I can share this with you. You're an up north guy. So. My brother-in-law, years and years and years ago, Justin, I got my brother-in-law for Christmas a Michael Jordan, North Carolina throwback powder blue jersey. Ooh. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great. I was was brother-in-law of the year, all that stuff. So my brother-in-law and his girlfriend, they're up at Brainerd International Raceway. Uh, For folks that don't know, that's a big, they have a huge drag racing strip, uh, you know, track and all that stuff up in Brainerd, Minnesota. And he is up there and he's wearing his Michael Jordan jersey. And lo and behold, guess who he runs into? The one and only Michael Jordan. 
Why is Michael Jordan in Brainerd, Minnesota? Well, he, if people don't know, he also owned a motorcycle racing team, Michael Jordan Racing. That's why he was there. So it was three people, my brother-in-law, his girlfriend, and Michael Jordan. And my brother-in-law is in the jersey, and it's a Nike jersey. It's all a fit, legit, all that stuff, official. Michael Jordan wouldn't sign shit for him. Yeah, I mean, that's rich don't get rich by doing things for free. <laughs> that's, hey, man, I, I bought the jersey. It wasn't one. free. But here was the thing. It's those three. Just, dude, he's like, there yeah. was nobody. It was literally like we were in the middle of the woods, he said, with Michael Jordan. I mean, he could not believe what was happening because there was nobody around. And all of a sudden, yeah, yeah he's like, nope, Mike, you said, nope, can't, won't do it. <laughs> Hey, well, that that's the thing, man. Michael Jordan's kind of transcendiary, so it's just it's you do you find out how much of like a gambler and all that stuff, and, and like how much they would party and all that, just yeah. got swept on the rug because he won six ships. You know, it's just hey, hey, you, hey, Justin, if you produce a lot, gets overlooked, my man. Yeah, that well, maybe that's why I'm under such scrutiny because I haven't really <laughs> produced much except for except for two kids that were trying to teach how to behave. And for those keeping track at home, I just got the look. So I, I, I better, uh, I better tuck it, tuck it and uh, run on, run on to my uh, duties as a hub here in a little bit, but this All has right. definitely been fun. Hey man. Well, listen, I'll let you go here. I know your wife is uh got you on daddy duty. She's got some stuff to take care of. Love to get you back on, man. Um, one quick thing here. Looks like baseball is looking at late June, possibly for a return. Stadiums playing at least 100 regular season games, they're possibly saying. Just a very quick thought on that before you get out of here, sir. I, I am literally wearing my Twins baseball hat and my Twins pullover, so I, I'd i be fine with that. I. This guy has to gamble on something. The draft is gone now. Can't gamble where all the picks are. I, I got to be able to place some money on my Twinkies or against them or something. I, I'm i excited for this season getting, you know, the bringer of rain. <laughs> like, we got to see Josh Donaldson in a powder blue jersey. They bring back the powder blues. Yeah, I know. They finally bring back the powder blues for my twins, and all of a sudden, yeah, we got coronavirus. That's what happens, man. Every time you look forward, look forward to something in life, someone else has to cut you down. This one's a little bit of a worldly thing, and but hey, it, this this is always a blast. Have me on anytime, man. All right. Well, hey, give my best to the family. Give my best to Miss Ekstrom. You go take care of business, my man, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, good sir. Have a All good right. rest of the show. All right, take it easy, partner. Peace. Bye. All right, Justin Ekstrom, ladies and gentlemen. He is my co-host on the North Star Sports Podcast. He comes to us from KNSI Radio out of St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, Doing big time sports up there and for the great folks in central Minnesota. Um, Yeah, man, just so much to get into. Vikings draft, the NFL draft. Just a couple other fun things here um, regarding that. The Atlanta Falcons, 
Um, Pete Presco gave a B minus. He said their best pick was Matt Hennessy. Uh, he's a third round center. He should be one to take over for Alex Mack when he's done down there. And the Falcons' worst pick. He says, I know they needed a corner, but did they force the pick on A.J. Terrell just a bit? I might have taken a different corner there, but definitely feels a need. Uh, Terrell and second round pick Marlon Davidson, a defensive end from Auburn, will help the defense in fourth round safety. Jalen Hawkins could be a steal. So there you have it for your Atlanta Falcons. When we come back, We will kind of put a bow on the show. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll come back, talk a little bit more football, a little bit more basketball, and get a little bit more into this article with baseball looking to maybe come back here within two months. Keep it tuned here, peeps. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the great state of Minnesota, deep in the situation room here at the palatial governor of state and h rap says that's why i never asked for autographs it might not be a bad plan h rap i hear where you're coming from brother all right i will be right back this is vince Wright, the one and only sports gov this is sports done right we'll be right back the weather is changing and limiting your ability to hit the links. Not at X-Golf. With three convenient locations in Blaine, Champlain, and Woodbury, X-Golf has engineered the most advanced golf simulators in the world and put them in a fun venue with great food, excellent service, and a full bar. Summer leagues on the links have ended, but ours are just starting and filling fast. Want something new to do for your next event? Come to X-Golf. Visit xgolfminnesota.com to book a tee time or event. xgolfminnesota.com. Hey, guys. This is Sports Gov. Vince Wright from the great state of Minnesota, and I'm here to tell you guys about Pick and Shovelware. Go to PickandShovelware.com. You're going to get 20% off when you use the promo code NORSTAR. Get 20% off right now when you use the promo code NORSTAR. That's PickandShovelware.com. Stand me so 
The votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What is going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota, coming to you live and direct. This is Sports Done Right the best sports podcast in the great state of Minnesota. How are you doing? We are wrapping up another show here. I want to thank the one and only Justin Ekstrom, my co-host from the North Star Sports Podcast. He is also one of the many sports hosts up there at KNSI Radio in St. Cloud, Minnesota. He joined us talking a little Vikings, a little Jordan, a little Last Dance documentary as we are now four episodes into that. A Real quick, because I want to give a group of special ladies a, a very, very special shout out. Um, my co-workers in my real job, I am in the insurance industry and um, I work with a great team of ladies. Now, the funny thing is I am literally the only dude that works in my office. So it is kind of fun to get, hear the ladies talking, hear the ladies talking about ladies stuff. And all this fun stuff. But I work with a great team of ladies. So uh, big shout out. Uh, start with Maria Tatum, our supervisor. Uh, my favorite lady from the uh, Puerto, Puerto Rico heritage there. The one and only Angie Erickson. Out there tartan high on the east side out there in Oakdale, Minnesota. The one and only Boomer Sooner. She got hip and moved from Oklahoma, but anyway, Katie Hall and Noel Schweigel, the one and only Noel. This literally the nicest person you will ever meet. And what can you say? I am just blessed to work with some very, very cool people. So wanted to give a shout out to the ladies. Appreciate everything they have done for me and my gig and helping me out and getting started there at home services insurance. I appreciate that. Um, to wrap up this show, I will let you know this. Big things happening for the podcast here, even in coronavirus times. Talking with some other media outlets to cover some local sports here in the future. Um, some local small college stuff. Uh, again, when um, the Jamal James fight is rescheduled, we're going to be back on top of that. We were scheduled to bring that to you. Obviously, that was covered coronavirus out um but outside of that man i want to thank you guys again for tuning in for another show this is sports done right make sure you're checking us out spreaker itunes spotify google play all your major streaming services and just google sports done right you can follow us on instagram again sports done right facebook group sports done right and that's w-r-i-g-h-t my last name and on Twitter, you can follow me, Vince Wright, at the Big Smooth One. That's the Big Smooth and the number one after that. So, all right, you guys have a great night. Tuesday is over, man. We're halfway through the week. When you wake up tomorrow, it is flying by. Special shout out to again the awesome ladies of Home Services Insurance. My guest, Justin Ekstrom, H. Rap, Jersey Vern. Big Ben in the chat room, Mike over there in the Twitter chat room out of Eden Prairie. Um, Everybody that we said before, thank you for listening. Have a great night and tune in next week because Sports Done Right will be back with you.
Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.